It's Tuesday, April 23rd. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today's word of the day is impeachment. Democratic lawmakers are going through will they or won't they? We'll dive into why Dems are divided and their worries about history's habit of repeating itself. Then, the Supreme Court heard arguments today about the next census. We'll explain why a question about citizenship is such a big deal. Finally, it's World Book Day. There's a new bestseller, but it's not exactly a beach read. We're here to make your Tuesday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's show is sponsored by Honey. It's the easiest way to save money when you shop online. The most complicated story today is about the I-word, impeachment. Democrats and progressive groups have been talking about it since President Trump took office. And they're still talking about it. Even though special counsel Robert Mueller's report didn't find that the president colluded with Russia ahead of the 2016 election. This was 2020 presidential candidate Kamala Harris at a CNN town hall last night. I think we have very good reason to believe that there is an investigation that has been conducted, which has produced evidence that tells us that this president and his administration engaged in obstruction of justice. I believe Congress should take the steps towards impeachment. But others, like Democrats in the House who would be in charge of impeachment proceedings, aren't so sure. This is the top Democrat on the House Judiciary Committee on Meet the Press Sunday morning. Some might ask, why haven't you start? Why haven't you opened an impeachment inquiry? Or in fairness, is that what you're doing right now? I don't think we're doing that. We may get to that. We may not. We're going to get into why some Democrats are pushing back on the idea of impeachment and what else they might try instead. So the first reason some say this isn't a great plan is because of the way impeachment proceedings work. First, a simple majority of the House has to vote to do it, based on one of three charges, treason, bribery, or what's called high crimes and misdemeanors. The last one is basically a catch-all, bad enough behavior that justifies the president getting kicked out. After the House holds its vote, the Senate has to put the president on trial and then hold a vote. Two-thirds of the Senate has to say yay for a president to get thrown out of office. On Monday, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi told Democrats that even though she believes President Trump's behavior has been unethical, she thinks there's no point in trying to impeach him. She said before she wasn't interested in impeaching unless Republicans were on board, too. At this point, that's a negative. Democrats have also been worried that a move to impeach the president ahead of the 2020 election could backfire just like it backfired on Republicans 20 years ago, with the impeachment of President Bill Clinton. Back in the 90s, President Clinton was being investigated for all kinds of things. Real estate deals in Arkansas, firing some staff at the White House, and yeah, lying or misleading people about his relationship with White House intern Monica Lewinsky. When the report on these scandals was released in 1998, Republicans were in charge of the House of Representatives and they voted to start the process of impeaching him one month before the midterm elections. The result? Republicans ended up losing seats in that midterm election. Republican House Speaker Newt Gingrich had to resign. And while the House ended up voting to impeach Clinton, the Senate acquitted him. So he stayed in office, and his approval ratings went up. So that's another reason some Democrats are saying, let's not impeach. Other Democrats like presidential candidate Bernie Sanders say if all Congress is talking about is impeaching Trump, then... We're not talking about health care. We're not talking about raising the minimum wage to a living wage. 
We're not talking about combating climate change. We're not talking about sexism and racism and homophobia and all of the issues that concern ordinary Americans. But others, especially 2020 candidates like Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren, are saying it's time. They say special counsel Robert Mueller just laid out 10 cases in which the president may have obstructed justice. His report left it up to Congress to decide what to do about it. Even if Democrats aren't moving to impeach right now, they're still pursuing those leads, which could lead them to impeach later, especially the House Judiciary Committee. That committee has subpoenaed former White House counsel Don McGahn, a central figure of the Mueller report, to testify. They've also subpoenaed the Justice Department for the full, unredacted version of the Mueller report. And they're calling Mueller himself to come testify. The House Judiciary Committee is still looking into the question of obstruction of justice. And if Democrats ever did decide to impeach the president, this is the committee that would kickstart that process. So what's the skim? Democrats in Congress are also digging into Trump's finances in part because there are questions he might have violated the emoluments clause by taking money from foreign powers while in office, which could lay the groundwork for impeachment. President Trump is now suing Democrats for trying to access his financial documents. In the meantime, Republicans are urging people to move on. The top Republican in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, is saying the American public has had enough of it. And he's right. A new poll out yesterday shows that only one-third of voters think Congress should begin impeachment proceedings, regardless of their party. There's another big question that might be coming up in the census. The Supreme Court heard the case today. That's next. Honey is a free tool that connects to your computer's browser. It scans the internet for sales, discounts, and coupon codes. Then, when you go to check out, it automatically applies the best promo codes to your cart. So next time you're getting ready to buy anything online, install Honey first and make sure you're really getting the lowest price available. You can add Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash skimthis. That's joinhoney.com slash skimthis. Honey, the smart shopping assistant that helps save you time and money. The Supreme Court justices heard a big case today the Department of Commerce versus New York. And it's about the census and whether there should be a question on it about U.S. citizenship. Based on their questions, it seemed like the majority of the Supremes were on the side of the Trump administration in favor of asking people on the census whether they're citizens. So today, we're going to get into how their decision might affect you. It's about a lot of things, but also about money. So the census is a BFD. It only happens every 10 years, and it's supposed to count all the people living in the U.S. And the results determine a bunch of stuff, like how to divvy up government money. $800 billion of federal funds are split between the states based on how many people live there. The Census Bureau has said that asking people if they're citizens could mean that about 6.5 million people will say no thank you to filling out the census. Maybe because they're afraid of getting deported, or afraid that their house or family could be on the government's radar. But whatever the reason, if they don't fill out the census, then the states where those people live might end up losing a lot of cash for stuff like schools and roads and other infrastructure. To be clear, the government can't use the census to crack down on immigration. That's illegal. But according to the Census Bureau's report, that fear could be enough to dissuade even immigrants who are legally in the country from filling out the census. 
immigrant advocacy groups are pushing back. But they're not the only ones. Companies are warning that this could be bad for them, too. From advertisers to real estate developers, healthcare companies to retailers. They say they use the census data to decide where to market certain products, how many new condos should be built, whether a new hospital is needed, or what to stock on the shelves of a store. So not having accurate data can mean a loss of revenue. The Trump administration has pointed out that this question was asked in almost every census from 1820 until 1950, and then in the long-form census questionnaire until 2000. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders says the citizenship question will help voters. We've contained this question that's provided data that's necessary for the Department of Justice to protect voters uh, and specifically to help us better comply with the Voting Rights Act. But Democratic lawmakers are warning that the question will impact their voters in a bad way. The census determines how many representatives a state has in Congress. So having millions fewer people counted can mean that states with high immigrant populations like California, Texas, Florida, New York, and Arizona might lose seats in the House. And having less representation means having less influence. And that usually means less money. We'll get the final answer of the citizenship question's fate by June. It's World Book Day. And the book on top of the Amazon bestseller list right now is called The Mueller Report. You might have heard of it. Special Counsel Robert Mueller's 448-page nonfiction thriller about Russian interference in the 2016 election. Pretty buzzy. It's not as long as it looks. There are a bunch of blacked-out parts. Book publishers have been rushing to get the manuscript printed and bound into hard copy since it came out last week. Pre-orders for different editions now hold three of the top five spots on Amazon's new releases bestsellers list. Yep, pre-orders. Depending on which version you get, it might come with an introduction and analysis from a famous lawyer or journalist. The print versions cost between $7 and $10. If you want it cheaper, there's an ebook version for just under $2. Or you could just download the main text as a PDF from the Justice Department's website for free today. If you've been following The Skim, you might know that books are kind of our thing. So much so that we wrote one. It's called How to Skim Your Life, and it's also available for pre-order at theskim.com book. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from Jeopardy! Professional sports gambler James Holtower has won the last 13 games. He broke the record for the highest winnings in a single game. And then he broke it again. His new record is just over $131,000. Apparently, he's got a strategy, speed and big money. He chooses the higher dollar clues first. He aggressively searches for those daily doubles and he goes all in. And he's a super fast draw on the buzzer. And clearly, this is working out. So far, Holt Tower has racked up close to a million dollars and he's back on tonight. He'll take Breaking Jeopardy for a thousand. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening and be sure to hit subscribe and share the show with your friends. If you want more Skim for your morning routine, you can sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, on our website, theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 